1: What is going on everybody? Welcome. Welcome everybody into the overreaction sports show brought to you by the market dominator on the Buffalo rumblings vodcast network. I'm your host of the voice of the overreaction sports show. My name is Joe Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. It's so good to have you guys. Please do me a favor, whatever platform you are watching or listening on, like, subscribe. If you're on Twitter, do me a favor, hit the little bell button. I would I would recommend this. It's It's not about whether or not I like Twitter. It's not about whether or not I like Facebook or I like YouTube. All the community, all the action is over on YouTube. So with that being said, if you are watching me live right now, please jump over to YouTube. Uh, That's where a lot of the conversation happens. Also, this is a recording of a podcast, as I have basically tell you guys every single week. And with that, I'm going to be basically going through my outline and discussing stuff. I'm not paying a thousand percent attention to the comments section. So if you have a comment, if you have a question, if you want to get my attention, please do me a favor. Uh, Super chat me. You don't have to, like, put a bunch of money in there. It just, it glows on the screen, gets my attention, uh, and allows me to basically come back to it so that I don't break my train of thought and then lose my spot and then make this like a really bad experience for the people that are listening to it in podcast form, which is a lot of people. Believe it or not, a whole bunch of people watch this show, or I should say listen to this show in podcast form, and I'm thankful for every single one of you. Uh, Before we get started, it has been a fantastic weather week here in Buffalo, New York. Probably better than any week we've had or that we had in the entire summer of 2021, like full week. So Monday to Sunday, it's been absolutely fantastic. Blue skies. I read a report, I read a stat somewhere that Buffalo averages 331 days a year of cloud cover. How awful, how awful is that statistic or that fact? 331 days a year of cloud cover. Well, we got seven straight of sunshine. This past week, hopefully this is what we're going to going to expect or coming into this summer uh, and fall for that matter for uh, this Buffalo Bill season, this 2022 Buffalo Bill season. We're going to get some good weather, uh, but uh, whether this, as I always like to say, I, I jumped, I've, I've got a couple mixed notes in here, but uh, before we get on with the show, whether this podcast, as I always like to tell you guys, whether this podcast finds you around a cup of coffee at the gym with your AirPods in, on the drive to work, or watching me live right now, let me just say one more time before we get started, welcome. And one more time, please like and subscribe. Don't be afraid if you're on the, uh, what is it, Apple or Google Play, and you can leave like a, a review for Buffalo Rumblings, please do me a favor and tell them how much you love the Overreaction Sports Show. Now, I know that some of you, what's up? So first of all, I guess I should probably welcome everybody in the chat. So Jessica Tennis Jr., Richard Rush, uh, Tia Stell's in the chat, and for some reason, it's not it's not posting. I don't know why that's happening, but uh, I, I see Jason Humbert in the in the chat. Uh, welcome to all of you that are here. Uh, I know that a lot of you that are that are watching this show right now. I know that a lot of you that are going to listen to this in podcast form on Monday or Tuesday, whether on the drive to work or whatever, around a cup of coffee or driving home or whatever that means, I know that a lot of you are going to be watching, listening, whatever to escape just for a moment from the tragedy that has beset our beloved city of Buffalo. And I apologize, but please bear with me. I need to just say a few things in regards to what we have experienced this weekend. While, you know, I would probably tell you that there's a lot of you that are going to be immediately saying, Joe, you should stick, stick to sports. You know what? I'm a human being. (laughs) First and foremost, um, sports is not the first thing I do. I am not a paid reporter. I'm not a journalist. I didn't, I went to school for marketing. I have a sales job. I just left full-time ministry, vocational ministry. This is my hobby that you have tuned into. So the, the, Expressed opinions that I have aren't necessarily those of Buffalo Rumblings, Vox Media, or SB Nation, or any of my co-hosts, Jay Spence the King or John Fina. Though I do believe they would probably agree with what I'm about to say. Regardless of that fact, I've been given a platform, and if you need to turn me off now, I understand. I'm fine with that. But if you want to stick around, just for this isn't going to, isn't going to take long. If you want to stick around for a couple minutes. I've been given a platform and I feel it's my duty my 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 requirement to just speak a little bit briefly as this show starts, right? This world is unpredictable. Life as everybody knows is not guaranteed. It's okay to not be okay and I'll be honest with you, I'm not okay. I did not want to do this show today. I texted Bruce Nolan who basically I don't know organizes all of this stuff and is in charge of the YouTube stuff and yada, yada, yada. And I was like, I don't really want to do this show. And I was kind of hoping, hoping he would come back and be like, then don't do it. He didn't say that. <laughs> so here I am. Tomorrow is not promised to anyone. As I got up this morning and I was starting to get ready for the day at 5.30 this morning, I immediately, as I grabbed my toothbrush, I, I began to think about the lives who woke up yesterday. And I don't know what the confirmed report is. I've heard 10, I've heard 13. The 10 or 13 souls that woke up yesterday and brushed their teeth for the last time. Not knowing what the day was going to bring. Putting their shoes on for the last time. Unbeknownst. The people that said, you know what? Husband, wife, brother, aunt, uncle, cousin, kids. I'll be right back. I'm going to the store and not ever returning through the door that they left and devastating a family when they discover what happened. I want you to think on those souls. I want you to think on those lives. I want you to think on this tragedy and allow yourself to be angry. Yes, I said that. Allow yourself to be angry. That doesn't mean take to Facebook and take to Twitter and begin to argue on Facebook and Twitter with every single person you come across that has a varying opinion to what you have, but allow yourself to be angry at the tragedy that this is. Allow yourself to hurt. Allow yourself to feel. Realize that this world is evil. There's nothing about it that seems to make sense at times. You're talking about a young man who bought into a conspiracy about how his race... Was being replaced. At least that's what's being reported via the manifesto that he was, that was basically, that surfaced, I believe, on Saturday and has made its rounds on Sunday. Not that included actually pictures of weapons that Kathy Hochul said he legally purchased in New York State. After being in high school and threatening to shoot up his school and being placed in a mental facility, Kathy Hochul said he legally purchased. A weapon. Her government, the government of New York State that polices this stuff, she verbally said he legally purchased it. A weapon that if the picture be true and if the Twitch streams or the Twitch pictures that I've seen are true, had a rifle that was that had more than a 10-round magazine and was not locked. Legally purchased in New York State. If that's the case, then... There's some other conversations with a mentally ill person, and I'm not saying he did this because he's mentally ill. I'm saying that he was reportedly in a mental psych thing, right, and then bought an illegal weapon in New York State. So laws be laws, and I guess laws be damned, but it is what it is. A man bought into a conspiracy about how his race was being replaced. This is the point. It's not about the gun. It's not about that. Believed, he believed in a ridiculous theory so much, listen to this, he believed in a radic- ridiculous theory so much that he didn't even recognize that he had to drive three hours to find a community to attack. Think about that for a second. He believed that his race was being replaced. And in order to make a statement, he had to drive three hours away from his home to find the people that were replacing his race. That is ridiculous. That is insanity. He harbored so much hurt in his own heart. He harbored so much hate in his heart that he ended the lives of innocent human beings. Life is the most precious thing we have on this earth. Our world needs to heal. Our world needs to change. Stick with me. I'm almost done. The reality is the path that we are on is not taking us to the place that we want to be. I don't care what you think. I don't care what you think the destination is or where all of this is leading to. The path that we are on is not taking us to the place that we want to be. We need more faith, not less. We need more hope, not less. We need more morality, not less. We need more love, not less. We need more unity, not less. We need more empathy, not less. More understanding, not less. In some situations, more tolerance and not less. And we absolutely need more connection to those who are different than us, not less. In the end, and I put this on Twitter today being Sunday, we need less talk. We need far less empty, fake, ridiculous, virtue-signaling Twitter rage. If you hear nothing else that I say or if you've heard nothing that I've said because you've tuned me out, tune into this. Love is an action. They are not words typed on a screen. If you want change, if you're one of the people losing your minds on Twitter right now, if you believe in change, if you think this world can be better, if you want to be a part of the change that I believe, and I want to say that all of you believe that we need, get off of your phone and put your words into action. It's time to bridge the gap between communities. Get out and serve those who look different than you. Get out and serve and love those who live in different communities than you do. I will tell you this, regardless of what you think your kids are being indoctrinated with, if you lead them by example and you love on the communities that are different than you, if you take them into those communities and you serve those less fortunate than you, if you you bridge the gap yourself as a parent, your kids are going to come up underneath you with those same values, those same core beliefs. Bridge the gap. I'm begging you to bridge the gap. The sooner we all change, listen to me, the sooner that we all change and begin to look across the tracks, the sooner that we look to the east side, as soon as we look to the the community that's not our community, as soon as we look to the people that are just a little bit different than us. And it doesn't have to be race related either. So don't get me, don't get this mixed or twisted. The sooner we all change, the absolute sooner that we can be united people. The sooner you put the phone down and stop talking and stop tweeting and start doing. The sooner that you show love, the sooner that you show that you care, the sooner that you show that somebody else is more important than you are, In action, not in words, not in typed social media, whatever. Texts, tweets, posts. Because at the end of the day, they mean nothing. Anybody can get on Twitter and tweet. A real difference maker, a real history maker, a real change maker puts his words or her words into action. The sooner we all change the sooner we can be united people. I posted something on Twitter. If you're on Twitter, I would encourage you to go read it. It's a thread. I've never done a thread before, but it kind of puts in perspective what I'm trying to say. I'm not saying that if somebody's being whatever, a, a jerk and, and, and speaking hate speech on Twitter or Facebook that you shouldn't shout them down. You absolutely should. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying there's a lot of people arguing about stupid stuff, trying to virtue signal, which is not real. Don't believe it. Believe their actions. For once and forever and for all in 2022 in the United States of America, believe people's actions. And until we see action, we're not going to see change. Be the change. Be better. Bill's Mafia. I know that we've got a, a phenomenally amazing community, and I know this situation came from three, three and a half hours away, and he's not a part of our community. That doesn't mean that there's not work here to do right at home. There is. Be the change. That's what I'm going to leave you with. There's no easy way to segue off of this. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to provide you right now with a commercial because that's the easiest break. That's the easiest way to break the room, right? Because it's a little heavy. But I had to say something. So I'm going to give you some words from John Spaschek, who is a very, very good friend of mine. He is he embodies and espouses everything that I just told you about. He is about other people first. When he talks about helping you, when he talks about helping other people, he means it. He does it. He's a, he does it in action. So I'm gonna I'm gonna drop this spot on you real quick for John Spascheck, who is a member of the Market Dominator team. He's actually the originator originator of the the Market Dominator team. Listen to this. I'll come back in. I don't even know. I think it's like a minute. So just real quick.
0: Hello, Buffalo football family. I am the Market Dominator, John Spascheck. And I am here as the proud sponsor of the Overreaction Podcast by my good friend, Joe Miller. And one of the reasons why I partner with Joe is because of excellence. He runs an outstanding podcast. And that is exactly our approach in real estate. We want to help you win just as our beloved team is out there winning week in and week out. So if you're looking to buy or sell in real estate, please reach out to us directly at 716 716- 716 and we will help you win in this competitive market. Go Bills.
1: Go Bills. So, yeah, so if you're looking to buy or sell a home, please do me a favor. Make your first call your call to John Spazchek. And for some reason, I'm doing this whole entire show without my bottom banner. So give me one second as I pull that up. Uh, But you can reach John at uh, 716-570-3298. That number is 716-570-3298. I used John. John is great. So I would recommend John to anybody. I would recommend John, even if he wasn't a very good friend of mine in sponsoring this show. So let's get on to the football talk now that that is over. Um, I actually am proud of myself that I did not get emotional. I actually, when I was kind of working through my outline and working through what I, what I wanted to say, I kind of expected myself to <laughs> to break a little bit. But, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm proud that I got through that as easily or I should say as well as I did. So, But uh, the Mike, Micah Hyde charity softball game was this weekend to a sold out crowd and I've literally one more time had serious fear of missing out. The FOMO level that I had was incredible. My daughter McKenna got to go. Her boyfriend, don't get me started. Her boyfriend took her to the game. Her boyfriend and his parents took her to the game. They actually bought tickets right away. So like by the time I even realized what was going on, I think the whole thing was sold out and I didn't get to go. Super bummed. All my friends were there. There was a whole bunch of people from my church there. Like some of my family members were there. My daughter was there. I was not there. Josh Allen is like hitting home runs. Uh, It was just a really, really great time. All the big dogs were there. And the biggest dog of all, who I just mentioned, Josh Allen, showed up and he showed out. Uh, He won the home run derby, I think, back-to-back was what he had said. Uh, The defense actually won the game over the offense. There was a small skirmish uh, when uh, Jordan Poyer was hit by a pitch from Case Keenum. It was not real. Uh, Case Keenan was not exactly throwing heaters at the players, but it was a fun little moment. Basically, what happened was is I lived vicariously uh, through Trainwreck Sports' Twitter handle. Uh, so I got to watch some of it. I wish it was streamed. So this is the question that I have. This is legitimately the question. When you think about how big this team is right now, the Buffalo Bills, and and the love, and the the way that we've surrounded it, and kind of all the things that are going on, and how you know we are... What's the word we're living you know on the baited breath of every single player like of this football team when when I have one question which is when are we going to get this thing televised you tell me that there aren't sponsors out there or at least streamed for me personally I would have watched it I'd have came home at one o'clock or 12 o'clock in the afternoon and watched this game it would have been a lot of fun just to kind of see the players in their own element to see them with their own personalities, to actually you know, get them all mic'd up or have shotgun mics on the field so you can hear them talk, you can hear them have fun, uh, see them drinking beers. At one point in time, somebody put out there that Josh Allen was in the outfield with, <laughs> I think he had two beers, and he was FaceTiming Britt, like just absolutely having a blast and having fun, and I want all of it. I want every bit of it. And I was thinking about this actually on the drive. I was driving home today, and I was thinking about this. It would be cool if at some point in time, the Pro Bowl did this. So the Pro Bowl, as we know, they do the skills competitions. They do like interviews. They do a lot of stuff. And then they have the game. It would be neat if like the day before they did some sort of a charity softball game that was televised. And you got to see the player, like the defensive players versus the offensive players. I think that would actually be very, very fun. Uh, so I'm not saying that it's going to happen, but I would love to see the, 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 the Micah Hyde charity softball event, which probably will happen for a very, very long time, especially if Micah decides to retire a Buffalo Bill, I'd love to see that as something that happens every single year and is televised. It would be fantastic. So what I mostly want to talk about are two things real quick, and then I'm going to let you guys go. Uh, the first one is just kind of my schedule thoughts and then the rookie minicamp uh, schedule thoughts as we kind of work through this schedule. And I know that those of you that are listening in podcast form, excuse me, <coughs> Are not gonna be able to see this but uh I basically am putting the schedule up on the screen and just like that my overlay is is blocking all of it so there we go um I want to talk about real quick these games so I'm going to the chiefs game so that's the first thing and I don't have the schedule I've just got the the awake you know what I probably pulled up the wrong thing let me see if I can find the schedule itself give me two seconds here i I, I did this wrong so and that's not normal for me I'm not normally doing things wrong. So let me see if I can find the schedule. And then what we'll do is we'll jump over to, uh, I won't put it up. So Buffalo Bill's schedule. This is super quality, excellent TV right here. um, If you're watching me right now. Uh, And I just saw a picture of myself. How weird is that? Um, So let's do this. I can do this pretty quick, I think. (sighs) My mouse is not working. Why is my mouse not working? It's not working because I want it to work. So there's that. And then I can actually come back over here. So we're going to talk about the schedule. And what I want to do is I want to basically, uh, what's the word? I want to work through, if you will, what my thoughts are as it pertains to this schedule. And, you know, when you think about the games that we would like to attend, the you know, the the high points of the game, the the things in the game, the games that are probably most important, there it is. So now everybody that is watching me online is watching, is looking at the schedule. So can we just talk about for a second, just for a second, if you will, the ridiculousness that it is that the Buffalo Bills are opening the entire season, right? The Bills are opening the entire season. The game, the standalone game of the entire season, the Bills are opening up with. They're opening up on Thursday night football. I don't know what's going on. My screen's messing up here. Thursday night football against the Rams three days before, four days before the actually opening the opening week Sunday, the the NFL has put the bills on the center stage. 1000% on the center stage, the primetime games that they've given the bills to me are incredible. When you think about just the fact that, you know, the the bills are early in the season in a bunch of primetime games in years past, the NFL has put the bills kind of at the back end of the schedule. On primetime this year, not so much, not so much. It's been absolutely, or this, this looks incredible. I would love to go to the LA Rams game. I don't know that I can make that happen. The Bills start the season, Thursday night football, first game out of the gate, primetime, Thursday night football, 820 against the Rams. I don't know what you think about that game. I don't know what you feel about that game. I don't know necessarily, you know, how concerned you are about that football game. I'm not going to sit here and give you a prediction, to be honest with you. At this point in time, I just want to talk about some of these games real quick. Because the Bills are must-see TV. Right now, they are the media darlings of all the networks, and Josh Allen is the face of the NFL. Wildest Dreamsland. Can I get a hashtag wildest dreams land up in here? The Bills start September 8th, Thursday night football crazy against the Rams, the Super Bowl champions. And then what looks to be the greatest week of anticipation that I'm probably going to have. So last year, 2021, coming off of COVID, we had the opportunity as Bills Mafia to have a lot of fun and I'm trying to get in the frame. I, I apologize. We had a lot of fun as Bills Mafia as Bills Mafia to basically get together and Go to the homecoming party that was put together by Jeremy from Cold Front Report. Uh, we did a live uh Humpty Hotline, Jay Spencer King and I did. There was the skating thing for charity that Jay Jay Spencer King put together. There was a bunch of stuff that happened that week. We literally have a week and a half for that that kind of homecoming home opener week before the Titans on Monday night football, which, oh, by the way, for all intents and purposes, and this is the one game I will pick, should be a W. So, Regardless of what you think about that Rams game and the outcome, the Buffalo Bills are going to play a home football game in the summertime on September 19th at 7.15 p.m., which is a weird time now that I'm looking at that because normally those games start at 8.20, right? I wonder if the graphic that I pulled up was central time. (laughs) I don't know what time. I'm not going to know because the next week's 1 o'clock. For some reason, that game is going to start at 7.15. I have no... Is that the first week of Monday Night Football? That might be why. So it might be an early start because there's going to be a West Coast Monday Night Football game. 7.15, Monday night, September 19th, three days before summer ends, in Buffalo, the Bills play the Titans. Oh, baby, bring bring on that week. I have told every single member of Bills Mafia you got to be here for that week. So all of you that are in the chat, if you're listening to me on the podcast, if you're not in Buffalo, you've got to make it back to Buffalo for that week. It's going to be amazing, at least for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. It's going to be epic as far as that goes. The stuff that's going to be going on, the chef's party is going to be going on. I know the homecoming party, like I said, by Jeremy is going to be going on. Uh, Obviously, football all day on Sunday, the day before. And then just the opportunity to tailgate for an entire day on Monday in a T-shirt. What a stark contrast between the last home game that you guys and got the tailgate at, which I didn't get to go to, and what was it, 20 or 17 degrees? The feels like was around five, like beers were freezing in people's hands. What a stark contrast between that and this football game. Absolutely incredible. The very next game, the Buffalo Bills are going to Miami, So September 25th, they play in Miami. I don't know what to expect from that Miami Dolphins team. To be honest with you, I would like to go to that game, but I don't know that I'm going to be able to make that happen. Miami in November, December is a lot more fun. When you live in Buffalo and it's cold and you fly someplace and then you put your toes in the sand like where the ocean is and it's warm, (laughs) <laughs> it's quite it's quite a trip knowing what you're experiencing versus what your wife and kids are experiencing back home. But 9-25, September 25th, the Bills go to Miami. Week 4, October 2nd, the Buffalo Bills play in Baltimore. When you look at the schedule so far, I mean, the Titans game to me is a win. I believe the Bills can beat the Ravens. I believe the Bills are going to beat the Dolphins. That Rams game makes me nervous, a little bit nervous. Week five against the Steelers, one o'clock game. It's funny because, like, a lot of people were excited about this this schedule, but when you look at it, one, two, three, four, five, six, the first six games, the Bills are only home for two of them. So two out of the first six games, the Bills are, 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 are home, excuse me, four out of the first six, the Bills are away. That's not a great schedule. This first first seven, eight games of the schedule are somewhat brutal. Especially when you consider the eighth game is the Jets away. Rams away, Titans at home, Dolphins away, Ravens away, Steelers at home, Chiefs away. So I'm going to the Chiefs game. If you're going to the Chiefs game, please let me know. It'd be sweet to connect and hook up during the tailgate. Sunday night football, well, the Chiefs game is at 425, which is, it's not prime time, but everything we've been told, everything we've heard is that CBS has basically made that their one lock of the season, which means that that game cannot be flexed. They have taken control of that game. So that game is happening at 425 on CBS. October 30th, 820 versus Green Bay. So Green Bay will be in Buffalo on Sunday night football. I'm going to be honest with you, October 30th, now when I was a kid, (laughs) When I was a kid growing up in Hamburg, when Halloween came around, generally speaking, we had to buy our costume, you know, the one like the – I had a Boba Fett costume. I had a – I think I had a Ghostbusters costume. Um, I'm trying to remember all the costumes. I had a bunch of costumes, but we had to buy them big enough to fit over our snowsuits because generally speaking – (laughs) <laughs> it snowed somewhere, or we would expect snow around that October 29th, 30th, 30, 31st. For those of you that are old in the room like me and from Buffalo, like me, how many of you remember the amount of snow, not the amount, but we used to get snow on like during the Halloween season. My guess, my hope, because <laughs> I'm going to this football game, green Bay Packers in Buffalo, October 30th, eight 20 start time. I'm hoping I'm wearing a hoodie. Hoping. Sunday Night Football, crazy. And then where I was rounding that out is the Jets game. The eighth game is in New York. And that Jets game, that Jets team seems to be somewhat improved. I mean, I I can't imagine that they're going to be a bad football team. They shouldn't be. I'm not saying they're going to be world beaters. I think they could beat the Patriots twice. That will make Griff very happy. And the, the Patriots fans that follow me a little bit. Week nine or week ten, I should say, because the Bills bye week is week seven. Week ten, the Bills ninth game. Vikings at home. So they get a little bit of a home stretch here. So it's Jets, Vikings, Browns all at home. One o'clock, one o'clock, one o'clock. So for those of you that are Bills fans and love the one o'clock starts, you get three in a row. I don't get it. I prefer primetime. Give me, give me football all day on Sunday and then a primetime football game on Monday night. That's what I want. Thanksgiving eleven twenty four at the or at the Lions. That's a W. Then Thursday night football at the Patriots, 815. Josh Allen in primetime against Bill Belichick. I'm here for it. Jets return on December 11th to Buffalo, 1 o'clock. And then there is a after-college football 12 17 18 TBD game against the Dolphins in Buffalo. So the Dolphins are once again coming to Buffalo in mid-December. It's either going to be a Saturday game or a Sunday game. And this is the game that I was probably most bummed out about, the Chicago game, because I love Chicago. My wife and I love Chicago. We love to use our credit card points. And I know this sounds silly, and I don't even know what the word is. uh, uh Not elitist, but it sounds like, oh, aren't you lucky? So <laughs> we have a Southwest card, so we get, like, free flights from that. And we have a Hilton Honors American Express card. We get hot- free hotel rooms. So my wife, so for all the men out there that are listening, and some of the ladies as well, it's a lot of fun in the summertime or in the spring or the fall to basically around 4, or 5 o'clock, take a quick flight to Chicago, right? So on a whatever day, on a Tuesday, flight to Chicago <clears throat> Excuse me, at 5 o'clock. You land about 6 o'clock, right? It's crazy. Uh, sometimes you land at 5.15 because they're an hour behind us. By the time you get to the hotel and check in, you've got time to go to dinner and walk around the city for a little bit. And then you spend the night. And then the next day, you walk around the city, the Miracle Mile, all that stuff, eat really good food and have a lot of fun, just spending time, you and your wife. My wife and I actually do two boat trips. So we'll actually get tickets for the Wendella Boat Cruise and do the, 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 the city cruise as far as the, the architectural cruise that then goes out into the lake. We'll do that twice in one day because we love boats and we like to drink cocktails on boats. So we'll actually do that twice. And we'll also have breakfast, the little goat. Uh, we'll do lunch someplace. We'll do dinner. We'll go up into the John Hancock building, uh, the lounge at the 96th floor, I think it is. So like we have this whole thing and then we spend the night that night. And then the very next morning, early in the morning, we fly home. It's an hour long flight. It's, and we're home by nine o'clock in the morning. It's a, it's a wonderful little trip. So you fly out five o'clock in the afternoon, spend one night, have the whole day in Chicago, which is a beautiful city. Uh, basically just being a tourist and doing nothing else but being a tourist. Fly home the very next, or that that third morning, super, super early, and you're home, you got the whole day. All that to say this, they ruined it by putting it on Christmas Eve. So why that, I don't understand that game for us. I shouldn't say understand. I wish that game for us was in September or even October. If that game was in September, October, we'd be going to the Bears game. But unfortunately, it's Christmas Eve. Womp, womp,
0: well,
1: Christmas Eve. I would be hard-pressed to believe <laughs> that any Bills Mafia members are going to that game in Chicago, especially if you went to the one in on Thanksgiving. So if you're not divorced by going to the Detroit game for Thanksgiving, you're definitely divorced if you decide that you're going to the Chicago. Honey, I got bad news. The bad news is this. I'm going to the Thanksgiving Day game in Detroit, and it gets worse. How can it get worse? You're missing Thanksgiving. I'm also going to miss Christmas. <laughs> I'm going to Chicago for the Christmas game or the Christmas Eve game in Chicago. I'm just saying, like, that's in, in a couple of days, or I should say May 19th, I'll be married 21 years. I, I'm not looking to be divorced before my 22nd year. So I'm not going to the Thanksgiving game. I'm not going to the Christmas Eve game. Just not doing it. So uh, January 2, and this is where it gets odd because we've got that extra game the uh, in January. January 2nd, we're at the Bengals on Monday Night Football. It's like, good Lord. And then uh January 8th, 7th, or 8th to be determined, the Patriots are coming to Buffalo in the really crazy extreme cold. I don't know what you would have. So for me, I'm looking, I look at the schedule. And I think to myself, self, how many wins are we looking at here? It's gotta be. It's this is a tough schedule. The AFC North and the AFC or the AFC North and the NFC North is not an easy schedule. Clearly, it's not the AFC West. Thank goodness we're not playing the AFC West. But this schedule still looks like a 13 12 13 1 schedule to me. I think the Buffalo Bills come out of this schedule with the number one seed, right? I mean, does anybody else see anything different? I mean, I believe we, I, I think we can sweep, not believe, I think we can sweep the Jets again. I think we, we can sweep the Dolphins again. I think we can sweep the Patriots this year with this schedule, barring a hurricane in December or January, which we had last year. I believe this is a thirteen win, thirteen and four, right? Twelve and 5, 14 and three. As much as the first, you know, what is it? The seven first eight games of the schedule is is rough. Clearly, I think we can come out of that pretty well, and I think once we get past that, it's just smooth sailing. One, two, three, four, five, five primetime games, two other games that are deter- to be determined, which are probably going to be end up being. Isolated games, meaning that there's nobody against them. So it's a 1 o'clock Saturday or 4 o'clock Saturday, 7.30 Saturday, right? It wouldn't be 1 o'clock Saturday. The world wants to see our Buffalo Bills. They want to see Bills Mafia. They want to see Josh Allen. Wildest dreams land. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. I'm going to leave you guys with this as I slide my chair back over. Sorry for the crudity, for those of you that are watching, the unprofessionalness of that whole interaction uh, as it pertains to getting that slide up there. I had the wrong slide up. I apologize. Rookie minicamp. So the Buffalo Bills rookies are all signed. Is it me or does it seem a little early? seems a little early that all the Bills rookies are signed. Just a little strange. Normally they're not signed this early. But the Buffalo Bills are currently in uh, rookie minicamp. It began, I think, Thursday or Friday of last week. All the Bills' rookies are under contract. I am beyond excited for this draft to me. There hasn't been many drafts that I've been excited about this many picks for in a very long time. I'm excited about uh, Kair Elam. Super duper excited about Kair Elam. Just the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The opportunity for him to be as good as I think he can be. In that backfield with a year or two with Micah Hyde across from tredavius White. How do you go into a season with the offense that you have with potentially a better pass defense than you had in 2020, 2020 and 2021 when you were, I think, number one or number two in the entire league? 21, definitely number one. The prospect is the word I was looking for. The prospect of going into that season with an even better pass defense. Wildest Dreamsland. Say it with me, Wildest Dream. I got to figure out a way to put a T-shirt out, Wildest Dreamsland T-shirt. And then I know that there was one post, post rather. I got the hiccups. I don't know why. There was one post out there. I think it was from Matt Perino or something like that. There was one video post of James Cook. <laughs> trying to catch a pass out of the backfield. He looked super smooth. The ball hit him in the hands. He dropped it. He wasn't happy about it. You could tell because he then ran after that play for about 50 yards. He was very upset with himself. The prospect for me or the opportunity or the idea of what James Cook could mean to this offense, and I'll be honest with you, as much as a lot of people are like, well, he's a third down back, or, well, he's a situational back. He's not going to be you know, a bell cow. He's not going to handle the ball. You know, however many times a game, 30, 35 times a game, uh, because his his thighs aren't thick enough. He doesn't have the thighs that'll cross your eyes. He doesn't have, you know, the Barry Sanders, the Devin Singletary thighs. I just don't buy into that. I don't believe for a second he's an inch taller than his brother, Delvin Cook, and he weighs nine pounds less as a 21, 22 year old man. If you're telling me that he can't, maybe not this year, but by next year, put on 10 or 15 more pounds, I just don't believe it. To me, James Cook is everything this offense is missing and everything this offense needs. And not only for this year, next year, and the year after that, but even to the point of James Cook being what this offense needs to keep Josh Allen healthy and extend his playing career. So taking Josh Allen from an 11- or a 12-year franchise quarterback to a 15-, 16-, 17-year franchise quarterback i'm not saying that james cook is going to be here for all those years but he is the beginning right of kind of what that looks like got a super chat super chat from jessica tennis jessica so good to have you a part of the show appreciate you unlike last year she says this schedule will force the bills to be focused and ready to play week one if we win the first two games the dolphins is a trap game i don't think the dolphins are a trap game and as much as I agree with you about the focus piece, I don't know that it was focus. So for me, when I consider what happened last year, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my thoughts. I'm gonna stick with what's the word I'm looking for. I'm gonna stick with where I kind of landed with the season, which was that the Buffalo Bills just didn't come out with urgency. The Bills allowed the, the beginning of the season in 2021 as much as it didn't get away from them, they just allowed themselves to not have a sense of urgency. It's what you saw for the Sabres. The Sabres in the second half of the year were putting it to teams better than them because they came out with urgency and they came out skating really fast and put the other team on their heels. The Bills just didn't do that in 2021, especially early. There was a very kind of, in 2020, it was our defense is going to be bad. We know it. So we're going to have to score a bunch of points. So the offense came out in 2020 and like lit the scoreboard up because they knew they had to. In 2021, they're like, well, we should be good this year. Things should be back to normal. Let's slow play it a little bit. And it bit them at times. Totally bit them. Appreciate the super chat. It'll be interesting to see how the Bills come out. I think the Bills come out in utter, I could be wrong. I think the Bills come out in utter dominance mode. I mean, we didn't even talk about as we're talking about rookies, right? Kahir, Elam, James Cook. We haven't even talked about Von Miller. <laughs> jersey for life. Hashtag jersey for life for Joe Miller. For my daughter, for my wife. <laughs> Dude, I'm buying, I'm buying Von Miller jerseys for my whole family. Just because it says Miller on the back, <laughs> the dude's gonna go to the Hall of Fame and he's and he's gonna play for the Bills for two or three years. How about we talk about Khalil Shakir for a minute. I don't know if you got a chance to listen to his press conference. If you didn't, go back and listen to it. Not to mention the dude is jacked. Totally jacked. What the Bills covet, what the Bills value is a wide receiver that can come in and learn the playbook, who is, I would tell you, I know this from talking to players, our playbook is extremely difficult. And the Bills value players like Gabe Davis that know every position. That's why Gabe Davis has been as productive and so vital to this lineup that he has been, because he knows the X, Y, and Z positions for this offense. Khalil Shakir brings that same type of energy. Super smart kid. Understands football. High football IQ. Consume he's already consuming the playbook. I'm excited. Very excited about Khalil Secure. And the last one that I'm going to give you, the last one I'm going to give you, is Matt Areza. I'm excited about this kid. You know, i uh, i got I got the opportunity to golf with Matt Hawk this past week. And Matt is a wonderful dude, a wonderful, I'm going to say kid because I'm old and he's not. And I found myself after spending a round of golf with Matt rooting for him because he's an awesome, just down to earth, wonderful dude. He's just an awesome guy. But I did have a conversation just about Tyler Bass, not with Matt in general. I didn't have it with Matt. But about this this idea of Matt Areza coming in who has never held. Matt Hawk is a, an elite holder when it comes to holding for place kicking. But Matt Hawk did not, I'm sorry, Matt Areza did not, if you remember, he's never held for a place kicker because in college he was the place kicker. He was the punter and the place kicker. So he's never held before. And I just asked the question to a couple people, I was like, you know, where is Tyler on this whole idea of having, you know, a guy hold for him that's maybe never held before? And the immediate answer was, he'll adjust. It won't be a problem. And I love that confidence. And more, and it was even further backed up by the fact that, you know, he's had two different holders in his career already. So it's just a matter of getting Matt or Reza, you know, pumped up or, or, or built up or whatever you want to call it, like schooled up to be able to hold. If you listen to Matt's press conference that he had this week, he kind of speaks to that a little bit. But I'm excited about this kid. I'm excited to see this guy punt the football. I'm excited to see us have a weapon at punter. And at the same time, I'm vexed because <clears throat> as I just told you, I'm kind of looking forward or I'm kind of rooting, rooting for just from a personal standpoint, man to man, cause he's such an awesome guy rooting. I find myself rooting for Matt Hawk. Super good dude. Super good dude. But yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm looking forward to the rest of OTA. So once rookie minicap breaks, and they end up in hats. I think they're I think they're in hats this week sometimes. So they're in helmets, no pads this week. Um, they're gonna they've got a couple more weeks. I think it goes to June 12th or June, the middle of June. And then it's death time. It's dark, dreary, no news. NFL, nothing is going on. It's absolutely the worst time of the year for football. That mid-June to late July time is just there's no news. <laughs> the guys are all in Mexico, on tropical vacations. We're all on Twitter, wishing we were there. Like, yeah, it's that that's where this is going. And I would tell everybody this. This season is going to be. I don't know where your expectations are. I honest to goodness don't know where your expectations are. My expectations this season, it's super bowl or bust. That's my expectation for the season. I cannot begin to tell you what I think of this offense, what I think of Ken Dorsey, um, his connection to Josh Allen. I know that Josh was very connected to Brian Dable, and they were very close. The whole Josh Allen falling into his arms when his grandma died and Dable falling into Josh's arms when his relative died. I, I understand that, but there's something about being on the sidelines with a player to understand what he's thinking, what he's feeling, what he's going through. Ken Dorsey has been that guy for the last three years for Josh. Ken knows Josh really well. Ken Dorsey also played quarterback, which makes a big difference. So this offense to me, the additions they've made, James Cook, Khalil Shakir. The additions on the offensive line, the 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 the, the further development of the offensive line, right? Roger Saffold, re-signing Ryan Rick Bates. And then you look over the defense and that pass defense potentially becoming better on the backside, it becoming better because of Vaughn Miller, growth from Greg Rousseau, growth from Boogie Basham, growth from A.J. Epinesa, Tim Settle. I have high hopes, high hopes for this season, but I would leave you with this for the overreaction postgame or the overreaction uh, sports show postgame show season isn't going, Joe, don't get there yet. As I'm leaving you with this, I'm already at the season. That's that's what you need to take away from all this. I'm about to tell you not to wish your summer away as I'm calling the show, the post game show. That's how sideways I am. That's how excited I am. Do not wish your summer away. The summers, especially if you live in this city, Buffalo, New York. The summers are precious. We only get 10 weeks of it. 8 to 10, maybe. Don't wish Your summer away. Enjoy every moment of it. And like I said at the beginning of the show, be the change that you want to see. Get out, get connected, get to a food pantry, get to a community outreach program. Find a church that goes down into the inner city if you're not in the inner city now. Get connected. Find out how to love on the communities around you. Find out how to bridge the gap. Find out how to bring unity where right now there's struggle. Show people that you love them. Don't tweet it. Don't talk about it. Show them in action, in deed. And don't wish your summer away. Spend your summer serving others and then enjoy the Buffalo Bills through the fall, hopefully bringing home the Lombardi, which ends in a parade in Buffalo, probably in the cold but a parade in Buffalo. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, you have tuned into and have been tuned into the Overreaction Sports Show brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings Vodcast Network. I'm your host, the voice of the Overreaction Sports Show. My name is Joe Miller. You can find me on Twitter as always at Joe Miller Wired. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. If you're not following me, if you're not interacting with me, please do. I love the interaction. I love just the the connection between me and the mafia. Uh, I consider myself the every fan. I'm one of you guys. Uh, This is a hobby for me. And at the end of the day, I guess you could probably just say that I like to hear myself talk. But uh, yeah, for all all intents and purposes, I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. Uh, Thank you for hanging out with me for a little bit. With that, I'll talk to you guys soon. Uh, Humpty Hotline on Wednesday, right? Yep. And otherwise, go Bills. (sighs)